Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Mabel. And I'm Mitch. And you're listening to Sex, Head and Chill. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 6 of Sex Education, and our topic for today is sex injuries. Um, for some arcs for this episode, uh, it's Aaron's funeral, so that takes up most of the episode, and the whole gang turns up, which is really nice. Amy invited everybody, although Sean does make a scene. Um, outside of that, this episode is really about relationships. We get Gene and O bonding. Uh, we get Otis and Eric trying to work out where their relationship is at. Uh, uh, Joe finds out about Dan being Joy's father. Uh, Adam and Eric get some closure. Uh, and Maeve has decided to stay in Mordale with Otis. In addition to that, we've got Cal dealing with some dysphoria. Uh, Jackson, his anxiety about his balls is through the roof, but he is all clear in the end. Uh, Eric has a vision of God? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. um, Amy stands up for herself and Ruby decides to share her story. Uh, so lots happens, even though the funeral does take up a large portion of, of the episode. Uh, what did we think mm. of this episode? <laughs> oh, pregnant pause. I can go first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it was almost a perfect episode, except for mm. the celebrant at the. Uh, at yeah. the oh my god! I think she was yeah. just. It was just a little too much, if that makes sense. Like there was other po- moments of levity in the episode because you don't want it to be depressing all the way through. Yeah. I just think her. She. It was too silly in the midst of all this kind of serious stuff. I think if she'd just mm-hmm. been kind of like a fade into the background kind of non-character i think the episode would have been perfect but that's just me yeah i agree i feel like this funeral scene was one of my favorites for the season but yeah at the same time just it felt off and i, I didn't really pinpoint it to her before mm. but i just felt like the the tone like went all over the place and like at one point it felt like mm. it was like an episode from the office where like the slapstick <laughs> comedy was like yeah. Like, yeah. I, it, it was really uncomfortable and I thought it was unnecessary. Like, when they made, like, Adam almost step and fall over on Mr. Hendricks. Like, when they're ca- carrying yeah. the, um, the, uh, oh, yeah, carrying the, the coffin, coffin. Like, not really necessary to have yeah, that I kind of think... tension. Yeah. Yeah. I think, especially with the celebrant, like, um, do you still call them a celebrant at funerals? I guess you're celebrating the person. Yeah. I had that question because she did say that, but I was like, wait, is that what they're called? I mean, you're <laughs> celebrating their life post-death, I suppose. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't even mind that she was there as a sort of like comic relief. I just wish, even as a side extra character, that she had been like a little bit more well-rounded and not like so mm. yeah. one-note comic relief well, she was just so oblivious which yeah and it just got worse and worse yeah. yeah it just it made yeah. it all like too like just too absurd um and not realistic at all um mm. in a show that's not usually that absurd like they have the comic relief notes but it's Definitely. not total absurdism and so it's just like there's no mm. universe where she is a professional that behaves this way like it's mm-hmm. just yeah. like when she tries to argue with Maeve over the pronunciation of their own surname yeah, right. i'm like yeah. bullshit yes. this must happen all the time no what the fuck are you talking about mm-hmm. um it's also so something you definitely. would ask about before the funeral You'd yeah. be like, just want to check that I've got the pronunciation right of everybody's names. Here are all the names I've got. Are they correct? Like, yeah. Definitely. This is being a professional, right? Yeah. Well, if normally all of that process happens like before the day of the funeral. So I'm not really sure what yeah. the process was. Yeah. Now. I mean, clearly they've gone with like the most budget yeah. 
possibility. True. And I that's think, you know, that's, this is supposed like to be what money can buy. like a one-star celebrant on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, in contrast, I think if somebody had told me before the episode that Mr. Hendricks sang a song, I would have been like, fuck, that sounds so bad. But honestly, it, it was good. It was, it, was, it was so good. It was really good. I think in terms of what I thought about the whole episode, I think especially at the start, we get a bunch of O stuff and O perpetually annoys me. Like her whole... Oh my God. All the stuff with her and Jean drove me up the wall. And so I think I, like, I started the episode on a bit of a sour note, but the bulk mm-hmm. of the episode being the funeral, I think it was really pleasant. And it was both like... I don't know. It was a real like reunion vibe for all the cast. Like with the 100%. fact that we got Miss Sands and Mr. Hendricks in there and everyone's together. We've got, we've got so many different pieces of things happening. Like we get Isaac and Maeve having a moment again, which I think is a nice nod to like how close mm-hmm. their friendship was, but she's been an American mm-hmm. since then. And then we've got Eric and um, Adam's closure. And then yep. like all these things are happening mm-hmm. and it was the bulk of the episode and it was great. And I loved it. Um, yeah. Amy pulling everything together, but yeah, so was, I think in hindsight, liked the episode. Yeah. Everything outside of the funeral stuff, I mean, barring Amy's excellent thing, I don't know, I guess wasn't especially great or anything. No. And it was especially like that piano scene was like, obviously it's like manipulating us to be emotional, but like just the way that like, not only was like May getting closure for her mum throughout the song, and like, but like everyone, like the way that like they cut with like different characters staring at each other like during this, like, yeah. how everyone was getting their closure or... Because, like, this is definitely going to be the last time a lot of these characters see each other from our understanding because of mm. scheduling issues and blah, blah, blah. So this is, like, the final send-off of, like, these relationships mm. that we see and just, like, the way it was put together. Obviously, in the sad scene with the funeral, but also it's, like... I guess, like, the send-off for the show, I kind of yeah. felt like it, it was that as well. Yeah. There was this moment while he was singing, like, you know, everybody slowly starts singing along, which there was some that was more cringe than others. But there was this moment where Amy started singing. And I think up until that point, Maeve's face had been a bit, like, impassive. Like, we didn't know how Maeve felt Mm. about this development yet. But then Mm -hmm. Amy started singing and you can see that Maeve is, like, touched by it. And, it, yep. and she's like, she is in, enjoying it. I don't know if that's the right word, but she's like positive about this. Uh, and it was just kind of a nice, like, yeah, I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that little very, it was like two seconds, but it was really nice. I can just imagine the alternate of like this, like in a different reality where this scene goes horribly wrong, where like Mr. Hendricks comes yes. up and he starts. Oh yeah. And it's just so bad. But like the fact <laughs> that he came in so clutch and like, it was like the perfect moment mm. for the moment in the funeral, like, things are just gone to shit. He'd come up and he was like, like, he didn't even like have Let's the... Let's forget the, about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't even like have the, the sheet music in front of him. Like he just went up and he winged it. Mm. And it was just yeah. perfect. He's the goat, man. Mr. Hendrick. It goat. was very, Also, very good. Miss Sands, like looking at him and being like, oh my God, I love this man. Yes. I yeah. know. It's cute. It's cute. Oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> I didn't even really feel cringe from like the other characters like singing awkwardly. I just thought it was just so wholesome. Like, I don't know. I didn't feel cringe in that. There moment. was I somebody. Know. I can't remember who it was, but I do remember when somebody started singing. I was like, "Ooh!" But then I got over it because you know. It's yeah. Fine. I felt yeah. I like Isaac got way into it, um, but it he was did. fine. Maybe but that's I who think, I'm thinking of. I think because he's right at the front, and you see him yeah. like really going like full lip sync vibes on it, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> good for you, Isaac." Okay. Um, We're all just I trying mean, to bring that. The other big energy. thing that. 
he is trying to bring that positive energy. Uh, yeah. The other big thing that happens at the funeral is Sean. Uh, and yeah. oh boy, oh Sean. Um, he turns up late after it's already started and he makes an absolute tit of himself. Um, I don't know and... about you guys. I, I, like, I didn't hate him for it. No. Interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> I Tell kind of more. really... Yeah, I mean, I kind of really liked... I don't know, I think Sean and Maeve are both like, you know, they're, they're siblings, they're from the same family, Erin was both their mums, but they're really different people and they have very different lives. And mm-hmm. I kind of liked seeing both of their different reactions to... The, and he's also, like, older. I think definitely um, when siblings come from the same sort of like difficult household they have very different experiences with their parent as well like yep. I, we don't really know what sean's relationship with aaron was compared mm-hmm. to maeve's relationship with aaron like he might have yeah. had maybe more shit than good sometimes that happens among siblings coming from the same situation and so i think it was kind of i don't know if nice is the right word but i, I kind of liked seeing his different reaction and how this funeral mm-hmm. wasn't what he wanted or needed in order to say goodbye to his mum. and yeah he trashed it and that was really shit for mave and everyone but mm. even the, him storming out and, and them having that sort of fight outside which didn't have like a good answer or, or resolution really but i just yeah. thought it was really real him sort of mm-hmm feeling like shit and resenting his mum and kind of resenting Maeve for having a better life and being better than him and getting out and Maeve not really knowing what to say about that because obviously she feels guilty for leaving him behind but also it's not her responsibility to like live a shit life just because he Mm -hmm. is going to or something so it was all just like very complicated and unneat and unresolved but felt really real and appropriate for what those how oh, those two I, would for react sure it felt super real i yeah i can totally see this sort of thing happening i just i just didn't enjoy it i guess um but yeah i mean it yeah. was it was bad but yeah I, I i think the main thing like i didn't hate sean for it like i sort of like sympathized no. with him as as much as i sympathized with everyone else and so, as isaac said he's he's clearly hurting and like as mm. isaac said to Maeve, and mm. i i feel like Maeve understands that as well mm. so think is obviously yeah. it's an asshole thing to do but not too not as bad i don't know i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how i feel about it towards him specifically i feel like i feel like i kind of feel like mave like i hate him for like ruining the plan yeah. that mave had for the funeral if that makes sense like like I hate him for dropping that bomb and embarrassing Maeve. Like she, mm. I, I quite like when she was like, "You're making a fool of yourself," or whatever mm-hmm. she said. Um, but really, like he was also embarrassing the hell out of her, and I don't. For sure. I hate I, him for that. I think what's interesting though, if you look at how things were playing out, um, you know, even the way Maeve talked about everything from the start, you know, she's wearing a proper funeral dress, and that would have made her mum happy. And they end up with the flowers mm. that were terrible, but her mum would have loved them, and the song that her mum would have mm. loved, and she was really in her head about trying to give her mum the proper funeral that her mum wanted. Um, Hmm. Which I think... I I think it can kind of get hard to do everything for the person you're trying to say goodbye to and not necessarily look at what you need in order to be able to say goodbye to that person. And I think when you look at Hmm. it, um, Sean's outburst, although it was kind of terrible it kind of derailed things, right? Because she ended up doing a different eulogy than she otherwise would have. And so I think it kind of brought her to a middle ground where she maybe wasn't just trying to have the perfect funeral, but actually having a way to be both honest and nice and pleasant about her mother's passing. So it was kind of interesting that 
it was a disaster, but I don't think without Sean, she would have been able to say the kind of honest goodbye mm-hmm. eulogy that she ended up it's doing. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of other things that derailed like the note, like the celebrant kind of changed the tone. But what did you think of like the CGI balls that Jackson ended up walking on before he? Yeah, didn't work. Didn't work for me. All like the I get what they're going for, but like all the Jackson stuff, really like has the the vision. I didn't mind the Barbie body in the mirror. Like I don't know. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I think that I think it was almost it was an example of like. Uh, not quite show, don't tell, but, like, don't overdo it. Like, I think if yeah. we'd just seen him... Because during... While Mr. Hendricks is singing, everybody's looking at other people, but Jackson is, like, staring off into the distance and he's clearly, like... He's thinking about, like, dying himself. Oh, he has yeah. another vision of himself in a coffin at that moment. I think yeah. if they just had that... And maybe had him, like, looking at the coffin while he was carrying it in and looking really, like stressed and anxious about it that would have been enough mm-hmm. i think i don't think we needed to have the like stumble with the coffin and almost dropping Aaron's yep. body like just show him being anxious without it then causing other things if that makes sense let him be mm-hmm. a secondary character in the episode and let us work out why he's feeling so stressed instead of For being sure. so like over yeah. the top about it i guess i and then, think and then yeah. Sorry, then they distort um, Mr. Hendricks like singing at the end, and it's like they're like it's just it was just really weird. It took me out of the moment. I get that they need it like give an abrupt ending and like cause drama in this moment, but I just feel like he could have just we could have just zoomed in on him freaking out, and then he could have stormed out instead of this weird mm. ruin the nice moment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird. Uh, I think it was a bit much. They overdid it. I think on the on the balls. They overdid stuff. it. Yeah. But, you know, that's all right. Um, the other... I kind of, there are two other kind of big relationship things that happen this episode, which is Maven Otis and Otis and Eric. And I think maybe we talk about Otis and Eric because they, we get them throughout the episode because uh, they're going together to the funeral, but Maeve asks them to find Sean, which, like, they don't know Sean. Like, that's a big... <laughs> Thing to ask. I mean, she's like, got no one brother? else to ask. <laughs> she does have nobody else to ask, literally. Um, and they find Dodgy Mo, who is played by bloody Jeffrey Baratheon, which was a yeah, bit of a surprise. Jack Gleason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jack Gleason. Um, and it's. I think their kind of arc over the episode was really well constructed. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. one big fight. It was like a constant mm. undercurrent yeah. of, like, disagreement. Because as they're riding with the flowers, they have an argument and Eric is... Actually, throughout the episode, Eric is basically like, I don't think you're listening to what I'm saying to you, Otis. You're not... You don't seem to care about what's going on in my life. And Otis gets all defensive, which, I mean, he's a teenager. It's like, it's Mm. unreasonable to think he'd be super well, you know, handling all of this sort of stuff. Like a really close friend kind of doing... Having this kind of situation... Um, but yeah, I don't know. It felt very real as well, I guess, if we're talking yeah. about the realness. It's like Eric is frustrated and Otis isn't listening. And in the end, they they decide to like have some space from each other, which I think is interesting. I, I mean, as far it. as teenagers not, you know, being able to handle things necessarily very well. I mean, like Eric is doing 
an amazing job, yeah, you definitely. know, trying yeah. to he really is. both like not being defensive and just like clearly articulating his feelings. And I don't know how anyone in the world could be team Otis in this argument, you know, oh, like oh, no. watching it. Like <laughs> he's not. so defensive. And at the end, like, and every, like he, he just shuts down. Like every time the argument gets anywhere, he, he just shuts down. He's like, can we, can we just get the flowers? Can we just go, can we just be friends again? Cause I don't think we need to fight anymore. And Eric's just like, yeah. well, yeah. I don't think you've actually listened to anything I've said. And then his response is like, I don't think you've heard anything I've said. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, you haven't said anything. What if you, all you've, you've just said, reacted. all you've said yeah. is that I don't get what you're saying, which just is the whole point. And mm. it's just like, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, it, he does yeah. not come off looking good in this episode, to be honest. <laughs> no. He doesn't come off looking not. good in this season, to be honest. I mean... No. <sighs> yeah, so far at least. Even, well, because like you go from him having that conversation with Eric, and so Eric's like, okay, it looks... <laughs> Eric's face when Otis responds with, I don't think you've heard anything I've been saying, Eric's face is perfect. Because yeah. it's just like, um, what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um... But then he immediately walks over to Maeve and it just, it gives off the same icky vibes to me where he's like, can we just not fight anymore? Yep. You know, like, I'm sorry, yeah. can we just not fight anymore? And it's a little bit different, but just the back-to-back parallel with his argument with Eric and then going over to Maeve and his thing with Ruby early in the morning where he's like, can yeah, we right. please just go back to Puppy normal? Dog. It's just like... Fuck off, Otis. Can you can you claim any kind of responsibility about anything you've said or done lately without just trying to brush everything under the rug? It's driving mm-hmm. me up the wall. Yeah, I pity Asa Butterfield like... for having to play this character because it's just sure. the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's like super avoidant is what it is, right? It's like, yeah. I don't want to deal with this complex conversation, so let's just move on. Uh I, and it's just not helpful because it doesn't go away, right? Like, even if yeah. you do, like, okay, we're friends again, it's like all that hurt and disagreement is still there under the surface. You've just and repressed it's, it. <laughs> it's a pretty, yeah. like, self-centered view of things because he's, like, so unable to deal with the guilt he feels about things that he just wants to not feel it and move on. And it doesn't really put any weight or attention to how he's made the other person feel. He's just like, I feel really yeah. icky about this and I think, like, I feel really guilty and I don't want to feel guilty anymore. So, like, I, promi- I, I promise I'm a nice anything. guy. I promise I'm a nice guy. So just forgive me and we'll move on. <laughs> It's just really frustrating because I feel like this ongoing problem with Eric has been, like, a thing since, like, season one. That, like, he just doesn't, like, communicate or he just doesn't listen. Like, Eric has communicated Mm. before. And it's just, like, the fact that we just keep coming back to it. Yeah. Like, I love the two characters, but I just wish that they did something different with them for a change. Yeah. And I get get it puts Eric on his own journey of self-discovery at the same time. Mm. Which is really, in this season, I've really liked. Well, some parts of Eric's self-discovery, but yeah, I, I just kind of sick of this dynamic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Otis really doesn't have a leg to stand on. If I were actually in Eric's shoes, like I'd probably like remain civil because we've been friends such mm. a long time. But at this point, mm. I'd probably just be like easing back in that friendship. You know, like we'll always be old school friends that know each other forever, and we'll catch up every now and then. But like, I'm not yeah. getting anything out of this friendship anymore. 
sure. like yeah. when Otis is like, you never have time for me. It's like, um, Otis, you spend time on the clinic all the time and ditch Eric all the time, which is the reason he found new friends in the first place. So mm-hmm. again, fuck yeah, right literally. Off. So that's that. Agreed. <laughs> so that's that. Um, I guess the other big relationship stuff is Maven Otis. Uh, and because we start the episode off, he's just, well, you know, they bumped heads in the pool uh, yeah. and uh, they tried to have sex and it didn't work. And he told her about Ruby and she told him to fuck off. And so this episode, I think at the start, he sends her a message being like, I'm really sorry. Uh, let me know if there's anything I can do to help, which I <coughs> guess is, you know, the thing to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's why Maeve calls him about Sean. But then, like, during the funeral, like, it's, like, weird and a little awkward. And then during the singing scene, he tries to, like, grab her hand or put his hand on her thigh to, like, mm. have touch. Uh, and she, like, pulls away from him, which is, mm-hmm. oof. That's a big oof. Um, and then after the funeral and after that big argument, as you said, Mabel, he goes over to her and he's, like you know, let's not fight, yada, yada, yada. Maeve is like, nothing happened. And this is like, nothing happened, I swear. I just fell asleep. Um, and then they try and have sex again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I really yeah. thought, I had started to write in my notes, like, it finally happened. <laughs> and then it didn't happen again. Um, yeah. They've brought back his sex problem. <laughs> They have oh, and they connected to um this weird vision that Jean was having earlier in the episode. Talking yeah, when she was depressed after. It connects it's it like a memory that. of when she was really depressed and yeah. Otis was trying to come in and talk to her and she didn't really respond, uh, which is like hard, right? I think part of the reason that he's having this vision at the moment is that he has been a dick to his mum for the last couple of episodes and she's very clearly having a very bad time and I think maybe he's mm. just feeling... Maybe maybe subconsciously, but he's feeling guilty that he is not right. there for his mother in this in this moment of need. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess going to the funeral of someone's mother also will probably bring up oh, for a sure. lot of things because, like, Jean nearly died right at the end of last season. She like yeah, almost true. died having joy. So like you know, um, there's a lot going on. I just wonder if there's like a part of like a like a script where that was more of a. Like, brought up in more of a focus because as you said it just very much felt like it was just chucked in randomly this little panic attack he had obviously everything we've described is fair enough if it did happen but it just felt very out of random I don't know Mm. yeah just another roadblock in between Maeve and Otis having sex yeah, right. at some point. Yeah. Again, I said this last episode, but I'm like so over them. I don't feel the chemistry <laughs> at all. I'm not excited to see them even try to have sex, whether it's a success or not. Um, and mm. after, like when he's asking her for forgiveness after the funeral, there's like this look on Maeve's face that just kind of looks generally tired which is obviously like a result of like the funeral and her mum's died and sean was a dick and amy likes isaac and otis slept with ruby and she just looks so tired and she's like oh so like nothing happened and and it just makes me feel like like i think i'm just like projecting but it seems like such a a trope of like women having to like 
and I don't want to make this a gender thing, but it's just reminding me of this common thing where like yeah. women just have to like put up with it or something. Like they're used Bite to like, tongue. they're used to just like saying, okay, like, okay, I do forgive you. Okay. Like I, I will be the bigger person and I will like be gracious and make this easy for us both because mm-hmm. I have the power to do that. And I'm just like, ugh, I am so sorry, Maeve, that you are so tired and have to deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is all a bit, a bit shit. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like all the other times they've tried to like hook up in some way. It's not been ideal. Even at, you know, trapped at a bus, uh, I mean, a fuel station in France or whatever. Yeah. Cool. This was like this was like the perfect moment, right? They were mm-hmm. alone. They were at Anna's mm. house and Anna is cool. Like there was no nobody had to run off to go do something later. Like they had all the time in the world and still it didn't happen. Just the ship has sailed. <laughs> I don't it, you just can't feel the love between them anymore. And I'm not saying that they don't love each other, but there's like so mm-hmm. much other noise going on that like mm. it, it, when Otis says like I would hate for this to be the reason that we don't work out, it's almost it's like a bit of a loaded sentence. Like it puts mm-hmm. a lot of like yeah. pressure on like, oh yeah, like we've already dealt with so much and we've come this far. Like, let's just keep going. Like we're so like we close. Have to keep going. <laughs> you know, like I don't want all of this to go to waste. Like you're at, like, let's just push yeah. through. And it feels like such a chore at this point. It does. Um, and yeah. the sex as well. Like now that, like they already had that failed attempt where, you know, Otis ended up in a neck brace and Maeve with a black eye. And, and now it's like... Well, we're in a bed together, so like, like, let's give this another crack. You know, like, there's nothing left mm. to do except pull the trigger at this point. Like, let's just go for it, and it's it's very unromantic. <laughs> Agreed, it is. <sighs> so that's um, them. <laughs> so the yeah, so that's them. The other kind of two <laughs> things we want to bring up. Firstly, Amy uh, has like a real like great set of scenes at the end yeah. of the episode. Amy's driving home from the funeral spots a ridiculous like garden gnome garden so and ridiculous. wants to take photos and there are some construction dickheads who like start making comments about why don't you smile for us honey that kind of classic yeah. dickhead move and she like goes off at them and it's so satisfying to watch honestly <sighs> like it's fuck so off good. you fucking fucks like I'm not smiling because I just went to a funeral and because you're talking to me like Ah, so good. I just want to play it on yeah. repeat. Everything about it is perfect. Mm. From the gnomes to her yelling at them. Like, the gnomes are also amazing. The mm-hmm. whole thing. Amy can do no wrong. She is just a goddess, and I love her. And I just want to watch her, like, cuss out these annoying, harassing workers on the street yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, like, pro tip, if that ever does happen to you, if people working on a construction site harass you verbally, call the construction company and tell them because it will get shut yeah. down. It's not like these days it is absolutely not acceptable and the companies don't want the bad PR. Like a, it's a terrible reason for them to want to stop it, but it will get those people to shut the fuck up and it needs to be done as often as possible to remind them that it's not yeah, okay. Definitely. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I have, friends and relatives who work in the trades and they're like no it's not a thing anymore except amongst uh, a select group of people who are absolute dickheads <laughs> anyway that's good advice men <laughs> yeah, yeah no. <laughs> shout out to um amy's i forget the actress's name but she was really good on that just like 
the way she like mm. blew up, but like at the same time it was very Amy, like the way she blew up. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Just shout out, and I wanted to shout out Emma McKay as well for like she's just an amazing actress, and like this season alone, like really mm. showed like her acting chops for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, the last thing we wanted to talk about is the opening scene of this episode, and I guess there were a few little things sprinkled throughout the episode. Eric has like a dream about oh, yeah. God. Who is the homeless woman that dragged him to the shelter a couple of episodes ago? Uh, and it was a bit weird. And then there were all these references throughout the episode to the vision. I feel like we're going to see more of that. Yeah. It, it feels like they're building up to something. It's getting pretty know. crazy. It was a pretty crazy <laughs> dream. A little crazy. <laughs> Very crazy. Yeah. Um, I did. I don't know if this is a new addition and I didn't. Or if I didn't notice it in earlier episodes, Eric has added like glitter makeup to sexy black Jesus on his Jesus? wall. Jesus, yeah. I don't know if oh, anybody saw that. I did not notice. I that. don't know if that I was meant to that. be like it just appeared after the dream. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe that was that was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. All the things that pop up. So we've got like the tropical fish um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. God catches in the dream, and then we've got Dodgy Mo wearing the. Tropical fish yep. t-shirt But then mm-hmm. in addition to that We also Like when Eric's not around When When Jean and Joe Are shopping You have this announcement That like all tropical fish Are on sale at the moment At the oh, shops really? Which oh. I thought was like A weird addition As well Because I'm like yeah. Tropical fish are, Like it was such a re- Like It was a really yeah. random announcement And Eric wasn't even like Around for it But they threw that yeah, in as weird. well Mm-hmm Sale on tropical fish. I don't know. It made it sound like it was like a butcher's announcement, but like, Mm. what? What are we eating? Like, what are the tropical fish that we eat? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like coral trout and um, yeah, okay. I never really think about categorizing them as tropical fish, but Mm. yeah, no, it feels like more like the fish you'd have in a fish tank that are like expensive and need all extra sorts of setup. (laughs) Oh, and just while we are talking about the things that pop up from the dream. Um, Adam saying effervescent is a bit of a <laughs> highlight. He's 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 adorable. He was cute. I mean, their whole interaction was really lovely. I mm. I really I kind of appreciated that there wasn't any push for them to get back together. Like Adam mm. didn't mm. try and be like maybe we could try again. I think that was really healthy of them to be like no, like we separated for a reason. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice for them to kind of bond over the, the the shared experience of being queer and for Eric to be, like, happy for him for coming out and stuff like that. I don't know. It was good closure. Is what yeah. It was. Agreed. Yeah. Really nice. Um, last thing before we move on to the topic, uh, just really quick, right at the end of the episode, we see that Ruby has decided to share the bedwetting story publicly with a video yeah Uh, so i feel like we're gonna see the repercussions of that next episode uh and she does it by calling into gene and o's radio show and be like hi (laughs) oh i just think it's really weird like the fact that like cecilia like watches it and she's like "Mm, we can't have o on this show anymore like can someone really i guess cancelled for like something she did as like a nine-year-old and it was just making fun of someone for wetting the bed. Like, I mean, obviously I was, it's not a nice thing to do, but like, 
I was having the same thought because obviously like we've seen the full flashback and it is quite like malicious the way it happens. I'm curious how it plays out in the video because yeah, if you're trying to cancel someone because when they were like 12, they were part of a group of girls yelling bedwetter at someone like, yes, (laughs) it's, you know, it's unacceptable, but it's awful, but it's also like do a bunch of stupid shit all the time. And who's to say who is peer pressuring who like from an adult perspective and this like we could, I feel like, like, O was motivated by peer pressure, right? Like, she was trying to fit in with the cool girls, which is classic. Mm-hmm. You know, this happens all the time, yeah. and it doesn't excuse... Like, there's plenty of kids who don't get peer pressured, so kudos yeah. to them, but kids yeah. are kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, it just feels a little out of character for Celia. I feel like Celia is, like, the kind of person who's, like, no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's her vibe, much more than it is, oh, no, we have to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's we'll just, see yeah. how this plays out next episode, but um we will. Yeah. There's something oh, very so satisfying so- just visually. It was very satisfying to watch Ruby apply like teeth whitening strips with her perfect manicured nails. Like there was something <laughs> yeah. super I satisfying agree. about it. She knows what she's doing. Uh yeah, it's just very slick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do want to add one thing that pissed me off at the start of the episode where O went to the Milburn's house. She just walked oh, yeah. in. She just oh, barged yeah. in. That's and so it's like weird. making herself at home in Jean's office and like... Yeah, and reading the book about Otis and yeah. Yeah, just... Yeah. yeah, again, like... She's not a good was... person. Yeah, she's very annoying. I also, like, it, it was cringe watching her therapize Jean. I was just like... Fuck off. I don't know. I can't handle yeah. it. She also um, doubled down. She actively said, you forced me to come out. Or you outed. No, she said, you outed me. Which yeah. is absolutely not what happened. And I, yeah. it pisses me off that she is in any way giving credence to that line of logic. Because that is absolutely not what happened. Yeah. But anyway, we should also move on. Yeah. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so for half the episode, Otis is wearing a giant, hilarious neck brace, um, and it's making him very awkward. Uh, and that was the inspiration for our topic because at the end of, and Maeve also has a black eye at the end of last episode, they bump heads in quite a comical fashion. And we thought after the heaviness of a funeral, let's do some fun stuff and talk about sex injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I was saying to the guys before we started recording, like, surprisingly difficult to find data on sex injuries, although I did find some. Um, and what's what I find funny in this discussion in particular is that so much of it is just, like, not what you're thinking of. Like, people hurting their back or, like... Uh, I was going to say, I imagine, burn. like position like i feel like so much of it was just like trying position not stretching beforehand you know like yeah, not right? acknowledging yeah, sex not is a physical beforehand. activity and so you're like pulling your hip the same way as going running cold or something you know <laughs> yeah yeah because uh, you know it's a physical activity right like no matter how you're doing it there is some form of like exercise involved and people can do that uh people can hurt themselves doing any sort of exercise um, I mostly found a bunch of like listicles listing like random stories. Uh, somebody, <laughs> sorry, this is funny. Somebody uh, <laughs> ate flaming hot Cheetos and then went down on their partner and transferred some of that heat, which ties it back to our episode last last week, which was all about mm-hmm. uh, a lube and being careful with saliva. Um, a man tried to use his wedding ring as a cock <gasps> ring. Um, oh my and that... god! What the? Like, a wedding ring is not 
very wide around no. so like mm. i mean even if you have a micro penis which nothing wrong with that like i still think a wedding ring would be too small to be used as a cock ring yeah, as maybe he has really big fingers he's <laughs> 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 like looking andre at this the, the wrong giant way. is like <laughs> i am looking at this the wrong way uh and so yeah like that cuts off that doesn't because a cock ring is designed to like keep blood in the penis that mm. stops blood from getting mm-hmm. into the penis um uh, another one that i find really interesting is that it is possible to have an allergy to semen mm. um or vice versa for both uh, vice versa you can oh, have like an allergy the, uh, to like vaginal discharge yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, what I find the most interesting in that category is like men who are allergic to their own semen or people oh, with penises really? who are allergic to their own semen. So they just like can't get it on themselves. Otherwise they So like it's like an hives, external allergy which, though, right? Because obviously like it exists yeah. within I think it's them. like dermatitis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I wonder oh, if any of them would do uh, something like, would you ever like use a condom and then like cut a little escape hole at the end to like limit the amount of semen that can get on you. <laughs> like a little escape hole. It's like an what? anti-condom. Yeah. Like a yeah. condom that just has a uh, hole at the end. You're saying not for like intercourse, but just like. No, just for like solo. jerking off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Let us know, followers. Do you have uh, <laughs> uh, contact dermatitis to your own semen and use condoms to prevent that? We're curious to find out. Um, uh, a 2013 report found that an estimated 17,600 people showed up between 2002 and 2010 in emergency rooms in the US due to trouser zip injuries on pools. <gasps> oh, that always like Oof. makes me nervous as well. Like it just looks That's like a, a danger. Like there's, there's, I mean, oh. there's something to be said for a button fly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Or just, you know, taking a bit of extra taking time. Taking a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's this other thing I found. Is that, that from just like going? Sorry, but is that just from like going commando in jeans or something? Well, I'm like, curious as well because if you're I wearing underwear, so. just don't do that. Yeah. Just don't go commando in jeans. Like that'd yeah. be uncomfortable. Well, even if you don't, like the the freedom that it provides. Because like <laughs> even if you don't catch flesh or anything, like pu- like ripping some pubes and getting that caught in the zip, like that mm. has got to hurt. It's not a it's not a thing. Mm. Um, uh, I found this other one from the UK. Uh, six in ten people have sustained an injury during lovemaking, according to this survey. Which is like, mm. again, not unsurprising given the physical nature of it. Like, yeah. you're gonna be like, I like, I I tried to rack my brains about any sex injuries. The closest I've come is I literally fell out of bed once, which was <laughs> honestly it was hilarious. But that's uh, like under the umbrella, the right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if I'd like hit my head on something on the way down yeah. or whatever. Hitting, um, hitting headboards, big thing. Or, like, depending on where you do it. Yes. Like I, uh, I mean, I won't go into too many like, personal details, but, like, you can hit your head <laughs> on a lot of things during the act, depending on where you are. Um, I've definitely yeah. suffered carpet burn. Um, I think I've definitely suffered a lot of, like, um, sore, like, limb, like, overextension. Like, over overextension mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. Then there's all the classic, like... Um, you know, not being right, like, 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 I think, I don't know if like micro tears of any RSS like come under yeah, the term of sex injury, but that's something that's it. happening all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the same study found that for uh, men 
the missionary position was the most common way injuries occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for women, uh, doggy t- doggy style was the most common, uh, Ooh, which is really? interesting. I think it relates to stuff like uh, one of the big ones that often gets brought up in these discussions is penile fracture, which is actually a very serious thing. And I was going to say, you have to go yeah. to the hospital <laughs> straight away. Blunt force trauma to the, the penis while it's erect can cause things to pop. Like, it's not like breaking a bone, but it is also kind of like breaking a bone. Uh, and that just, uh, I've, I, I've definitely read about how that's quite common. Just like if you were to pull out and then attempt to go straight back in and like miss an orifice and hit like the pubic bone it's like mm-hmm. crunch yeah Which, those positions kind of li- listening <laughs> <laughs> i feel like those positions kind of line up i feel like that makes sense i can see how like missionary you've you've got like more risk of like slipping out and then like get mm-hmm. getting like smashing your Trying penis somewhere else and then yeah. for women like yeah. doggy style i feel like especially if we're just limiting it to like bashing your head against something like doggy style is the position where you're doing that <laughs> well that's, <true. laughs> that's a good yeah. point <laughs> I also think, like, if it, these two things could happen at the same time, like peanut fracture, and I feel like getting a dick rammed into your perineum oh, can't yeah. be particularly enjoyable, oh, right? Like, no. <laughs> especially if it's hard enough to break the penis. So, you know. Um, what I found interesting is one of the ones that's more kind of evenly spread around the genders is uh, switching between positions is a common place oh, where injuries happen yeah. so you're like trying to get your limbs into the right place and you fall off the bed or you hit mm-hmm. your head on the headboard yeah. or whatever yeah. or trying uh, to be real fancy about like the transition between positions yeah. i think can get a little over yeah ambitious oh we're gonna be real smooth about yeah. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think there's a bunch of like i uh, think also like accidental like biting and stuff or like over hickey kind of things you end up with like bruises Mm. or depending on like any toys or tying like i think we got it like i think we've at some point talked about sex toys and and kinks and bondage and stuff but there's a whole bunch Mm. of injuries that Mm -hmm. come with that especially when people are just dabbling Yeah. yeah um i've got i found lists uh divided by gender uh top 15 injuries sustained during sex by gender uh, for men, it's back pain. At forty-one percent of men had reported having back pain, uh, cramped muscles, sore penis, sprained body part of some kind. Sixteen percent accidentally punched, kicked, or injured by partner. Yes. <laughs> Tripped, fell, or stumbled. Bruised, rug burn, shortness of breath. Okay. Uh, slipped in the shower. Shower sex. You got to be mm. careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, broken or fractured penis. Apparently, six percent of men have reported having that, which is way really? higher than I would have assumed. Yeah, a lot. Mm. Um, UTI or STI. I guess that falls under this falling object. That's funny. Like something on the headboard rocking, or whatever yeah, falling off. Oh. Rocking the room around. Yeah. Uh, injured by sex toy or object or intentionally punch kicked or injured by partner mm, I don't know how I feel about that one uh, for women uh, sore vagina is number one at 57% uh, cramped muscles back pain bruised body part UTI or STI vaginal tearing rug burn accidentally punched kicked or injured by partner tripped <laughs> fell or stumbled Sore nipples, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, sprained body part, shortness of breath, injured by sex toy or object, lost objects, tampon, condom, toy, etc., or slipped oh, in God. the shower. Interesting. I like that there's a lot of overlap there, right? It's just, it's yeah. a lot of it is related to the physicality of sex and just like hurting yourself doing something, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is interesting. 
Mm. Be be careful, guys. Stay safe. <laughs> be careful out there. Yeah. Have fun, but be careful. Assess your surroundings. Uh, look for potential falling objects. <laughs> clear the area. <laughs> Put something soft I, down um, next to the bed in case you fall. <laughs> <laughs> no candles on the headboard. No mm. candles on the headboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, similarly, if you're going to do any, like, wax play, think about the temperature of the wax because you can actually, like, mm-hmm. burn people. Yes. Sure. So that so you want something that has a lower melting that. point, um, yep. so that it doesn't have to yes. get super hot before it melts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I tried to like do some like Reddit sleuthing to see any like funny, funny stories. A lot of it is like broken penis and stuff like that. The vast majority of it, though, is uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, rectal foreign objects. Uh, oh, yeah. Doctors, which is when people put strange and wonderful things not just up the butt to be honest in all sorts of orifices uh and then uh need some help retrieving them the the funniest thing about that situation is that people go to the r and be like oh i was changing a light bulb naked and i slipped and fell on the cucumber it's like no you didn't also the doctor has seen at least three of these today already like they know what you did they don't care they're just gonna help you get it out i just feel like personally and this must be because Clearly, I don't have as much shame about my sexual activity as these people do. But it just, to Mm. me, it feels so much more embarrassing to A, tell such an obvious lie. But B, even (laughs) if I think that this lie is coming across as believable, like I am more embarrassed about changing a light bulb naked and falling on it than I am about just like trying (laughs) to put it in myself. You know, at least then I seem like a kind of intelligent human being. Like maybe it's not smart to stick a light bulb in myself, but at least I'm like... (laughs) I know what I'm doing as like, it just, yeah. I'm like less embarrassed about that. Mm. I mean, a light bulb to me, yeah. that seems like really dangerous. I don't know if I would do that, but like a cucumber as... for sure. I would sooner admit to putting a cucumber in myself than like some weird kitchen accident that resulted in it being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. just me. <laughs> Always remember if it's going up your butt, it needs a flared base or a, a retrieval string. One yeah. of those two things, preferably a flat base. Yes, mm-hmm. and if you, like, and if a string, a reliable string. A continuous yeah, it needs to be string. more like yeah. a rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a little fun diversion around sex injuries. Be safe out there. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous yeah. sport. I know, I kind of like, I like, I mean, obviously some of these are quite serious. And like you said, penile fractures are are no messing around. But I don't know, thinking about all the wonderful ways we injure ourselves while having sex, it's just... Yeah, it's like an inherently ridiculous activity. Yeah, Yeah, we're like smashing our gangly limbs together and like (laughs) shit happens. And it just, it kind of makes me happy. Like it just, it it adds to the fun of it. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, maybe I don't want to get injured and I hope none of you get injured or injured seriously, but like, it's just part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, laugh about it if you can. Exactly. After it happens, maybe. Yeah. Again, I'm yeah. not wishing for any cool. serious injuries upon anybody. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, cool. Cool. So, yeah. Trivia? Time for some yep. trivia? Let's do some trivia, guys. Okay, let's go. It may not have been a sexually connected cold opener, but today's opener was up there with one of the show's strangers, that's for <laughs> sure. As Eric has a dream experience with his godly figure, leaving references like breadcrumbs throughout the episode, which Eric and the audience find throughout. 
Very much on the nose, the opener ends with George Michael's Faith as we transition to other characters. What year was Faith released? Mm, good question. I also, like, question. thanks for pointing that out. I feel like I didn't actually acknowledge that that was the song, the transition song. Mm. Yeah. As always, they've nailed it. Um, mm-hmm. So what year? Okay. Yeah. What year? Ugh, I'm just... I don't even know if I have the right decade, to be honest. Yeah. Really? I'm, I'm just going for it. I got no idea. All right, Matt, let's go. I know it's not the 2020s. <laughs> no, that's... Yeah. Uh, I said 1984. Mm. I also said 1984. You guys, you guys have been doing <laughs> that so much lately. Should we do a rewrite? A rewrite? Or you just... Well, we both, so we're both wrong. Well, it was 1987. Closest would have got the point. Okay. It's a draw. Right. We'll we go can, with a draw there. With, it's a draw. Yeah, well done. All right. That's Holy funny. shit, it's Joffrey Baratheon. Today's episode gives us a special star appearance <laughs> as Jack Gleason appears as the infamous Dodgy Mo to aid Otis and Eric. Gleason is widely recognised for his role as King Joffrey from HBO's Game of Thrones, but he's also known for a small role in what 2005 movie? I think I just, I've remembered this. I maybe. just have to, like... I don't even know if it's even worth me writing something down. Um, of course it is. We want to hear... We want to hear your input, Mabel. <sighs> a movie he's widely known for being in. Okay, I mean, I don't even know if this is 2005. Okay, I've written something down. Well, your first, Mabel? I wrote down love, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah? I That was my initial thought, but I believe it's Batman Begins. Oh. Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah. 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 He well, plays um the kid of uh what's his face? Gordon, right? No, he's just some random kid. Oh. Oh, he's just some random kid. Okay. Yeah. But he's in it cool. for like ten minutes maybe. But yeah. I was just yeah. trying to think of like a British movie from roughly yeah. that era. <laughs> That's a fair it was a good shout. It was a good guess. Hmm. Alright. The fucking Avengers have assembled as all our favourite past and present side characters rock up to show support to Maeve at her mum's funeral. Adam, Viv, Jackson, Isaac, Jeffrey, Bo is there, I guess, Connor and the goats, Miss Sands and Mr. Hendricks. However, I forgot to mention Isaac's brother. That's because I can't remember his name. Could you help me? A. A. Bill. B. Derek. C. Dan. D Joe. Alright. I've Good gone through like three different okay, I'm locking this one in. <laughs> this one's written down. I'm not gonna Okay. Alright, you can go. Let's hear it. I went with Joe. Matt. That's what I also put. You guys are boring, it's Joe. How do you get away with it? I literally flipped like I went through all of them. I was like, it could be any of them. Yeah, I think it's Joseph, but he goes by Joe. I was almost going to, like, I was kind of flipping between Joe and Dan at the start, but then I was like, well, we already have another Joe and another Dan in the show, so maybe it's not a, but then I was like, yeah, that would he be seems confusing. like a Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. It may have been emotionally manipulative, but the piano scene during the funeral is no doubt one of my, one of the more impactful scenes in the entire show's runtime. Mr. Hendrick comes in clutch with his rendition of With or Without You, hitting every chord perfectly. Speaking of, which one of these chords is not featured in With or Without You? <laughs> A. All right. B minor. B. G. 
C, C, D, D. It was very confusing for you to letter these options. Can you go <laughs> yeah. through again without yeah. the letters? Yeah. yeah. B minor, G, C, D, which is not in the chord progression. Okay. Okay. Matt, you're up. I said D. D. I said G. No, it's C, I'm afraid. Ah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I knew D and B minor would be in it. I was kind of unsure about G and C. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, I was completely wrong. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, that was always going to be <laughs> All right, last question. Amy makes an incredible discovery of a yard littered with close to hundreds of gnomes. Okay, maybe not hundreds, but too many gnomes. Unfortunately, some mm. assholes had to ruin her moment of joy, but jokes on them, inspiring her new voice for her art. Let's rewind a little. That's like a lot of gnomes, though. And some of them are quite unse- some of them are quite unsettling. I think I may be developing a phobia of gnomes, which is called what? Matt will know this. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I will. I'm good going in the other direction. If mm. I get given the phobia, I can usually work it out. But going from nothing. I know. I'm trying to think of like what root, like what language they would take the root for gnomes. Yeah, right. From. Like, is this like Latin, or are we? Mm-hmm. Mm. Looking at a Greek word for gnome. Not that I know the Greek or Latin word for gnome. <laughs> Pronunciation is don't you? important here. <laughs> oh, God, you do, don't you, Matt? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I am mean, making something up. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm completely giving up on this and doing compl- <laughs> like... Matt's gonna do some kind of roughly educated guess, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. All right, Mabel, you're first. I've gone with nomophobia. Nomo uh, nomophobia, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good guess. I said terrorhomophobia, as in ground man phobia. <laughs> <laughs> Trust. Well, the answer is <laughs> nomophobia. Oh, nice one. I overthought it, as always. Oh, my God. So, you guys tied in the end. Well done. Amazing. I'm happy with that. I think that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm glad that that's the answer, to be honest. That's not (laughs) over-intellectual. What did you even say? Terra terra who? Terra-homophobia. Terra-homophobia. Ground man. (laughs) Yep. There you go. Thanks for playing. Oh, dear. Fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're awesome. Well, that's our episode for today. The end of the season. Yeah. Absolutely. So go ahead and watch season four, episode seven, mm-hmm. ahead of next episode. The penultimate. The penultimate. Ult, like the pe- like of all sex yep. education episodes. This is the, the penultimate. Penultimate. Ultimate. <laughs> Something like that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for cool. listening, everybody. We'll see you Thanks. next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.